joined today by the Tyler O'Shea to talk about SEO. Tyler and I met on Twitter of all places. And if you're a podcaster and you're not using Twitter, I promise you it is the best social media platform to grow your network, to meet new people, to have as guests on your podcast. Tyler and I met probably back in 2019 and he had just launched a small website called Joker Mag and he was looking for some people to talk about sports. And as a former college basketball player, I was able to write a few articles on Joker Mag and that was a really fun time. And since then, Tyler has grown that website to some pretty impressive uh, a pretty impressive size and that led him into the world of SEO. So Tyler, thank you for joining me today. Can you give us just a quick background on your work in SEO and how you work with clients? Definitely. Thanks for having me. First of all, um, I am the global SEO specialist at flight center travel group. That is my full-time role. Um, and then also I am an SEO consultant on the side, um, a lot of local businesses and stuff like that. Um, but I work with a, a wide range of clients. Awesome. Can you just define SEO? I know it stands for search engine optimization. Everyone has heard of that term, but no one knows what the fuck it is. No one knows yeah. what SEO actually means, except for the people that work in SEO. So luckily for you, it's a very lucrative business because it's so niche. Can you just define it and why people who have podcasts should care about it? Yeah. I saw a great quote about it the other day, um, search experience optimization. So it's all about the experience of the user you want to answer the user's questions um, as quickly as possible, as efficiently as possible, as in-depth as possible, um, and give them the best experience while doing it. So um, where other av avenues of marketing are kind of about like pattern interrupt, like if you're scrolling social media, you see an ad, um, whereas SEO is about search demand, like there's a, there's a demand that you're tapping into already. So if someone's searching for a plumber near me, or an interview with a certain expert in the example of a podcast, you want to fulfill that demand and be at the top of the search results. So SEO is all about optimizing to be at the top of the search results. It's just making little tweaks. It's not anything like spammy or hacky. It's about just formatting it in the proper way, basically to show up at the top. And when you say formatting, does that mean specifically like the title of a podcast episode? Does that mean the description? Where exactly can people optimize that formatting. Yeah, it's everywhere. So it's your title. It's going to be your URL slug, like what comes after your .com slash for that particular episode. It is the description, the show notes, um, timestamps, anything like that, subheadings, even internal links, which we can touch on later. Um, there's so much to it, but it's all about just translating your expertise and putting it on the page. Awesome. And so Let's talk, let's talk specifics and kind of give people prime examples. So I mentioned at the top of the episode, Joker mag, which is a, a sports mm -hmm. publication similar to barstool sports. Uh, I don't know if you like that comparison, <laughs> but that's what I would compare it to. It's definitely what, what I really like about Joker mag is that it highlights sort of the underdogs in sports. So you talk a lot about, and you and I were both division three athletes in college, and mm -hmm. that's uh, sort of where we hit it off initially. But, uh, I, I really love the work that you do there. So how has your SEO worked with, or how has it helped with Joker mag? Can you give any statistics, how much you've grown the site, things like that? Yeah. So when we first met, um, I really didn't know much about SEO. I heard about it. Um, but one day I was checking my Google analytics as a lot of website owners do. They check it every day and they obsess over little metrics. So one day I saw a spike in traffic and it was coming from a source called organic, which I wasn't used to seeing because it was mostly just 
myself, you know, direct traffic coming to the site or family members on Facebook that would click through. So I was like, what is organic traffic? Started doing some research. Um, turns out one of my posts was ranking really well. Um, and since then I kind of went down the rabbit hole and I've grown it to our best month was actually June of this year, 50,000 page views. This past month was, um, 44,000. Um, and the goal is obviously to grow from here. So still building that as well. Um, but there's been instances where, you know, just optimizing a, a simple post about a certain person or even a podcast interview from the past, just going back and, you know, changing the elements that we talked about earlier. In certain cases, I've outranked ESPN, um, Bleacher Report, big time sites that maybe aren't going back and optimizing their posts for SEO. And we've been able to outrank them. Um, just a small little sports website that, you know, has SEO at the top of mind. Dude, that's awesome. Okay. So you mentioned earlier talking about adding more into the episode description. Uh, mm -hmm. Another thing on there is also transcripts. So would you say that it's beneficial for every podcaster to one, A, have a website and two, A, have transcripts of each episode embedded on those websites? Definitely. So what you want is probably to have a transcript, not only that, but also kind of have kind of a brief summary at the top. So, um, you know, as I said, people want to get answers efficiently. Think about it when you're searching Google for a certain person or a certain topic. Um, for instance, like real estate, if you want an answer about like how to rent out, um, short-term rentals or anything like that, you want to have the summaries and the main points towards the top of the post. So whether it's breaking it down into subheadings and you know, pulling some specific quotes from the episode or specific examples that they use to explain the ideas, give them that quickly. And then you can have kind of a line break and have your transcript. That's how I would format something like that. So is the best approach then for a podcaster to, uh, have what, what you guys in your industry call keywords embedded into the episode description. So say if I were to write out the description for this episode, I would make sure to have specifically the words. It doesn't matter like this, how the sentence is structured, but the words that people are searching for. So in this instance, it would be SEO podcast help, something like that. Definitely. Yeah. So the one thing people get confused about like keywords, it's kind of like people say like you should have certain phrases, certain things like that. Like what I would say is pick one topic, not necessarily a keyword because Google has gotten a lot more advanced now to where they can understand context. They can understand related terms. Um, so not only do you have to have, like, it doesn't have to be like SEO podcasts, um, tips or whatever like that. It could be anything that, you know, is around the specific topic. So it doesn't have to be the exact keyword in the exact order necessarily to rank for that keyword, if that makes sense. No, that, that totally makes sense. And then what about, um, what about evergreen content versus topical or timely content? So you mentioned that you would go back and rearrange, uh, the SEO optimization in older mm -hmm. posts. Do you think it's beneficial for podcaster, or I guess I'm trying to phrase this question in the right way. How should podcasters that host evergreen content, content that's going to be really valuable regardless of when it's viewed or listened to versus people, uh, that would probably have better SEO optimization the day after their release because they're mm -hmm. releasing timely content. So like right now, for example, rings of power on Amazon is out. So there's going to be a ton of YouTubers, a ton of podcasts about rings of power. So they'll rank really high. That's really easy to kind of understand. Talk a little bit about people who do evergreen content. That seems to be a lot more of the podcasters that I deal with and the, the audience of this show. 
how can they best SEO optimize evergreen content? Yeah. So as an SEO, evergreen content is what you want most of the time. Um, really? I love that type of stuff. Yeah. Because you want to tap into a specific topic of focus. So, um, podcasters have an opportunity, I think, to be very strategic in their, in their planning of episodes, whether it's an interview style podcast or anything like that. I would say pick one or two main topics and that'll be kind of the keyword or topic of focus that you're going to be optimizing for, for instance. So if you're interviewing a, going back to the real estate thing, if you're interviewing them about an evergreen topic, like how to rent out, like we said, an Airbnb or something like that, and you just focus that episode on that, and they're an expert in this area, YouTube, they want, or Google in general, and they own YouTube as well. They want three things. They want expertise, authority, and trust. So there's nothing better than firsthand knowledge from an expert in that field. And that's what podcasting is. That's what makes it unique. Um, you know, I can write a blog post myself. I'm not an expert and try to target these keywords, but if you do it in a way where you have the expert, you have the formatting properly, um, everything is, is optimized. You're going to outrank anyone that is not an expert in that topic. Awesome. And then let's dive a little bit onto podcast episode titles specifically. So would you say that the best approach to titling your podcast episode would be is we're just going to stick for the listeners. We're just going to stick to interview style podcasts. That's sort of the largest style of podcast out there. There's audio dramas. There's a bunch of other shit out there. There's different types of podcasts, but let's focus on interview style podcasts. So let's say I was interviewing someone Would the best way to title my episode be name of person title at company, and then a keyword of the topic that we talked about. Yeah. I mean, it depends. So I've had success just doing name plus interview, um, okay. not in the, the word you know, interview? The actual. So in like the, the URL slug or the SEO, like the title tag for the page, not necessarily okay. the podcast episode that's going to be published on YouTube or, um, Apple podcasts or whatever, however you're distributing it, that could be like their name colon, um, you know, the topics you're discussing or the one or two topics you're talking about, but, um, optimizing a written post that is like an article on the site. That's going to have the podcast embedded. Okay. I've had success. If the person, you know, has some name value, they, they get some search around that name optimizing for their name. Plus like interview or, um, something along those lines does, does pretty well. Um, but also it could be like how to do X, um, whatever the topic is like how to do this or, um, a lot of SEOs will talk about like long tail keywords. So, um, if it's a very specific search, it might have, it might be like how to clean your apartment after, you know, something with like pets or something like after longer the previous searches. tenant was a smoker. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so something like that where it's a longer tail search, but it is a higher intense search. So people are looking for a very specific thing, a very specific answer. Um, and we can go down a whole rabbit hole, a rabbit hole of like long tail keywords and stuff like that. But if your interview is answering a specific question about a specific topic, you should optimize for that. So, um, how to whatever, um, could be your target keyword, but you want to name it in a way that people are searching for, if that makes sense. So go to, even if you don't have access to keyword tools, um, that are usually paid, you can go to Google itself and just type in to reverse engineer this, what your podcast is about. Just start typing things in 
that you think people are searching for. And before hitting enter, just see what Google is suggesting. Sometimes mm. they might be suggesting a different way of phrasing it. Maybe you phrase things a certain way or you use a certain word, but people are more likely to use this term when referring to something. Um, especially if you're an industry expert, you might say things a lot differently than the, than the masses do or, or your target audience does. You might refer to it a different way. Um, so just be sure to kind of tap into Google is giving you all the answers right there. And even when you do search for something, you can scroll down to the bottom. Um, you can see re recommended searches or related searches. You can also see people also ask to see the kind of the questions people are typing into Google. Um, so Google itself is a great way to kind of understand the way you should format and optimize your content. Interesting. Okay. So the takeaway that I get from that is it's really important to have a podcast website and to have actual posts with the player embedded in each post. Yes. And that's where you SEO optimize. It's not necessarily the title. Like you said, it's not necessarily the title of the episode that gets distributed to Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts. It's the people are searching on Google for how to SEO optimize your podcast. I would have a post on my website with yep. my episode embedded and that's how people would find my podcast. And that's how I would outrank people who are just posting the episode. Yeah. So I, I'm sorry, I wasn't clear about that type of thing. So the medium is what you want to optimize for. So if YouTube, your title might be completely differently than, um, optimizing for Google. So if you okay. have a page on your website, that title will probably most likely be different than your YouTube title because you want to entice clicks on YouTube. You want to, your video to appear and get those, you know, clickbaity things in there. Um, that's a different medium. Apple podcast is a different medium, Spotify, where they recommend episodes. So your podcast title itself might end up being a lot different than your YouTube title and your website page title. You mentioned earlier tools and that most of them are paid and that the best way for people balling on a budget, like most hobbies podcasters are, is to reverse engineer it with the autocomplete on Google. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about some tools that podcasters can utilize for SEO optimization? They can be paid. Are there any other free options out there besides Google reverse engineering? Yeah. So there, that's where I would start is always starting on Google itself. If you're trying to optimize for Google, um, I personally use SEM rush it's called, and it's, it's a subscription fee to use it. Um, there's Ahrefs. I don't really know how to pronounce it. Ahrefs, Ahrefs. I'm sure you've seen them advertised. They're another that? great keyword tool. It's um, A-H-R-E-F-S. Um, and they do actually have a YouTube um, keyword search as well. Like You can search YouTube's database for keywords, um, and then it'll show you the volume, the keyword difficulty, like how hard it is to rank on page one for that keyword. Um, there's also a free keyword tool called Uber suggest. I'm not sure how good it is. I haven't used it in a while, but that's free. Um, and there's plenty of others. There's like answerthepublic.com, which is I think owned by Uber suggest now, but that's a way if you just type in, say you're talking about, you know, kitchens, you just type in kitchens into the search bar and it'll show you every question people are searching for around it. It'll show you prepositions, um, any type of thing, any type of search that uses, this keyword. Um, awesome. so that's free as well. Those are great. So I, I wrote down all those for those of you listening, uh, you can, those will all be linked in the episode description. You can check out all of those. Uh, you mentioned YouTube and that you would optimize differently for YouTube versus Google versus your website. And, uh, I tweeted a couple, maybe last week or the week before that YouTube is the largest podcasting consumption platform 
unfortunately for podcasters. You need to be on YouTube. You don't need to have a video podcast, but your podcast needs to be on YouTube. What are your thoughts on YouTube as a search engine and as a tool for discovery in podcasting? Yeah, I think YouTube, I'm pretty sure it's the second largest search engine in the world. And more and more people are, are going there to get their questions answered versus Google. Um, so I think YouTube SEO is essential, obviously, like we said, for podcasters specifically. Um, and I think not a lot of podcasters use every tool at their disposal for YouTube. And I think there's a lot of, I mean, you sent me a tool um, a few weeks ago, maybe, um, that was charging for a lot of things that you can just kind of do on your own. Um, so I think a lot of people just don't have the education around YouTube SEO. I think you can just even go to Google and read two or three articles about it. You'll have a much better understanding. But for instance, there's a lot of low hanging fruit, um, descriptions, tags, closed captioning, timestamps, specifically for longer podcasts. People want, just think about what you want as a user and reverse engineer that and use it in your episode. So like we said, the medium, when you're watching a video on YouTube specifically, you want to be able to jump around. Maybe there's a topic you already know something about in an interview or something you've heard before and you want to skip past that. You want to know where to start, where to jump to. You want to have like a great experience. You want to be able to click on that timestamp and just skip ahead. Um, so it's just all about, like we said, the user experience is always what comes first before you use like these optimizations. You want to make it about the user and make it useful for them. You mentioned also um, earlier that we could touch on what you mentioned was internal links. I know I don't know what that means. Can you talk a little bit okay. more about that? Sure. So this is specifically for your website. Um, so if you interviewed, say, um, just to make it easy, like if I interviewed a baseball player for my sports website, and then I mentioned his team or his, um, maybe he came from a division three school, like we talked about earlier. Um, and you had another interview on your website with someone from a division three school, or maybe the same team, you would want to internally link to that page from this article. So say there's a sentence that says division three pitcher, so-and-so I would link from that phrase division three pitcher to my interview with another division three pitcher. And this is a way to kind of pass like link juice, they call it in our industry. Um, just a way of interconnecting your articles and making it easier for people to find it and also for Google to find it. I'm titling this episode link juice. That is a great <laughs> term. Okay. So breaking it down to its most basic level, internal linking means you're on your own website and you're linking something from your website on that page to another page within your own website. It's all within the enclosed ecosystem of your own website. Is that exactly. to drive? How does that help? Uh, does that just keep people on your website longer? How does that help? Yes. It keeps people on your website longer. And it also has a lot of benefits on Google's end as well, because it makes it easier to navigate your website. So Google has what's called crawlers that are constantly scanning websites every day for new pages, new information, updated information. Um, and they're putting that in their index. If they think it qualifies, you know, to show up in search results, they will be what's called indexing it, which makes it eligible to appear when someone searches Google. So they want to see internal links that are relevant to other, um, specific topics. So, um, just to make it simple, like if you're talking about a specific topic, for instance, real estate, and you talk about specific subtopics in that, you want to be able to show Google that these posts are about short-term rentals, these posts are about commercial real estate, these posts are about residential, these posts are with you know realtors, 
Um, so you just want to be able to interconnect kind of, and make it easy for people to discover related articles, related content. Tyler, is there anything else that you recommend for podcasters to sort of make this SEO optimization easier to build into their process of producing an episode? Yeah. So I put together what's called content briefs, um, in my day job and also, um, in my consulting work, it kind of makes it a guideline and kind of a template to follow for that. You can repeat for every episode that you're putting together. So it'll have, you know, SEO title, URL slug includes the target keyword. Um, here's what your description should be. You could even do this for having like YouTube briefs. So make sure that you're hitting all the marks. Like these are going to be your tags. These are going to be your, um, description. This is going to be your title. Um, just having like a process in place is so important and having that template that you can just repeat without even thinking about it. So you just have to build it once. Um, and then you're set it and forget it kind of, you can just repeat that template for every episode. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you have knowledge or information about that would be beneficial to podcasters? I, the one other note I did have is if you are going to build a website, um, around your podcast, you want to translate everything, all the authority you've built in your industry specifically to that website. So if you have places you've been featured, awards you've won, any testimonials from previous guests or people of, you know, expertise and authority, you want to put that on your about page, put it on your homepage, just show Google and users that you're a trustworthy source. Why should people listen to you over others? Why are, why is your podcast better or more special than all the others that are in your industry? Um, so just find a way to differentiate yourself and also show that you're an authority on the topics you're discussing. One last question. Let's say that I, let's say I have my podcast website and I'm going on like just a guest tour. I'm guesting on a bunch of different podcasts. Is it like table stakes for me as the guest to say to the host, Hey, make sure that you link my website on your website or in your episode description? Yeah. I mean, that's ideally what you want. You want what's called backlinks from other websites, especially if it is a more authoritative podcast or someone that's been around a bit longer, getting a link to your website is tremendously important. Um, but also not only that, but you can, um, you can link to any appearance you've made. You can make a dedicated page to show like press or media, um, things that you've been included in. You can embed videos that you've been included on, um, for other outlets, any place you've been featured, that's another way to show Google your authority. Um, but when you are linking out, the one thing I will say is make sure that link opens in a new tab. Um, and then internal links, you want to keep opening in the same tab. Um, it's just a little thing that SEOs do, um, and WordPress, you know, different CMSs like that make it very easy to do that. Tyler, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me. If people want to follow you more on your journey as you, cause I know with Twitter, you're sort of rebranding yourself to talk more about SEO, obviously follow, Definitely. follow Tyler on Twitter. It's at O'Shea S what is it? Is it SEO? Share? I think, yeah, I think it's O'Shea SEO. O'Shea SEO on Twitter. Where else should people follow you? Um, I have a personal website, tyleroshea.com, O-S-H-E-A. Um, and then if you, if you're curious about my sports website, it is jokermag.com. Tyler, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. This has been awesome. Thanks again. Yeah. Thanks for having me.